Please understand. Okay, and welcome to Famicast 48. This is your live Famicast for January 2015. I am not Danny Bivens, and with me is not Ty Shugat. I'm a fried, <laughs> just a two-bit fried. So Danny couldn't be with us today. Um, he's got some uh, uh, family emergency type things, so uh, he will hopefully join us for the next uh, quote-unquote studio episode at the end of the month, so um, uh, yeah, look forward to that, and before, today is just me and Ty. Hey! Two guys just hanging out, drinking bird. Although, <laughs> that's, not, that's not at all what I'm drinking, but there you go. Yeah, Some I'm drinking this strong 9% stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 9% beer. Nine percent. Oh, it showed you, is it? What is it? The, yeah, this is this is like the the Kieran highball stuff. It's nine percent nine percent alcohol, and it tastes like lemon lime, and it's like <laughs> two bucks. Highball is one of those words that you know, if you live in Japan for too long, you begin to think that it's English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you say it to one of your friends back home, they're like, "What?" Exactly. So what highball means is high volume of alcohol. A ball of alcohol yeah. is infused into it. So yeah, well I think we might have a bit of uh, alcohol related talk later on in the episode. And we will. For most of it, it's uh, obviously it's going to be some new business and of course the Nintendo Direct, looking at it from the Japan perspective. So please to enjoy and please to understand. So, um, I think uh, we'll start new business with a little bit of uh, Smash Wii U update. I think uh, both me and Ty have been playing it over the holidays. Um, Ty, I'm sure you've been playing it with uh, real human beings. Yeah. Um, I've been playing it with a real human being, but that's myself. Um, so it doesn't, maybe it doesn't count. But um, <laughs> It seems like that game would be very lonely to play by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of beaten all the event matches, and um, I haven't done, I haven't beaten the game with every single character or anything like that. But you know, I'm just going through the what do you call it, the achievements, but they're not achievements. <laughs> right. <laughs> they would be achievements or trophies if they're on another system, but whatever you call them. And 
Yeah, some of them are pretty hard, and some of them I will never do. Like, you know, play whatever bullshit mode with every character, things like that. You know, screw that. But, um, yeah, I got an Amiibo, a Weibo by Christmas, uh, a Yoshi one. Okay. How many uh, do you have? Just the one. Okay. (laughs) It was just an experiment. I just wanted to see what it does. You know, I like Yoshi as a character. And, well... I guess my <laughs> a good review of it was is that my son, who is three years old, has played with it more than I have. Oh, <laughs> he plays with it like you know a little toy. Like he plays with it. As, That's cool. As probably you should be playing with it <laughs> as a little figure. You know, it's usually riding on the back of a Lego car or um, being thrown across the room. Oh, That's good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have I have played around with it and. Um, I trained the guy up to like level 30 or whatever and it was starting to kick my ass a few times and it was beating other computer opponents on level 9 quite easily. So, yeah. I think it goes up to 50. Uh Level 30 is already pretty hard. But other than just like having something to fight against, I don't really see the point. It's not really... Yeah, I mean the whole <laughs> this, the whole range of amiibos that there's like going to be fifty, right? I mean, there is no point of having fifty amiibos and playing because you would never play them all, right? All, with the game, right? You would just I think it's just a collector's item, right? Maybe you would Pretty have much. one one or two that you train up or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, I was watching this week's Nintendo Direct and thinking yeah. really hard about the functionality of the Amiibo, and I came to the conclusion that it's basically the world's worst memory card. <laughs> right. It's a right. very small memory card, right? It saves data for one function for yeah. one game. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. it's re- The read and write feature is only for one game at a time, right? You can unlock stuff across multiple games, but you can't save data from more than one game, I think. So, right. but as a, as of now, as of this recording, there is only one game that allows you to save data, and that's Super Smash Brothers. And uh, we're going to talk about it later in the direct. But they are already releasing another range of amiibos with different bases, you know, to use for uh, I think Mario Party or something like that. Yeah, and so they obviously expect you to have you know more than one of the same character. Like there's a Yoshi one, which is different from my Yoshi one. There's a different. Yeah, there's po- like pose, the Mario yeah. edition. Yeah, the Mario. Set, yeah, and yeah, then the, the Smash Brothers edition, and they're slightly different. There you go, and I'm sure there'll be another, yet another edition in the future. You know, whatever sports edition. You know, Yoshi with a you know helmet on or something. I don't know. <laughs> Scuba Yoshi, battle damage Yoshi. Yeah. I, I I tweeted out um, a a very a classic Simpsons clip, um, and I said this is these are my feelings on uh, Amiibo the new Amiibo range, and it was a link to um, the Malibu Stacy episode. <laughs> if you remember that one, and, yeah, uh, she has a new hat. Yeah, she's like you know Lisa's trying to stop people buying it. You know, it's just the same. Same but Malibu Stacy with a new hat and Smither goes, But it's a new hat and then they all, you know, crush her to death and get it anyway. Something <laughs> is wrong with my Malibu Stacy. <laughs> my spider sense is tingling. 
Did anyone call for a web slinger? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Classic Simpsons, you can't beat it. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I've only... I got one, I, you know, seen what the fuss is about, you know. And it's not like it's going to waste, like I said. It's being played with, as it should be, because it's a toy for children. But, you know, it's it's really not very... I mean, I think the RFN guys talked about this, this... They said like all this talk about Amiibo on the internet, on Twitter, and everything is just talking about their their scarcity and their collectability. No one is talking about oh, it's so amazingly integrated into this game, or it's so much fun. You know, no one's saying that. <laughs> and there's a reason why, because it's it's not that much fun. <laughs> it's it's kind of just a you know an excuse to get you know cheap plastic crap into people's hands for monies. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you like collecting figures, you know, if you're if you're a Zach Miller, you know, I could see, you know, having a collection of all fifty characters would be cool as a collectible thing. But you know, as a gameplay device, no. <laughs> so um, the world's worst memory card. <laughs> there you go. So Ty, can you tell me more about you know, have you had a have you finally had your eight human people event in your house or? Um, I've only had four people in my house at once, okay. but next week, Saturday, I'm going down to Final Round Bats, and we're going to play some Smash Brothers. I'm sure there'll be eight guys there. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so anybody that's in town, I would encourage you to check it out. Like, the main events are going to be Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. and then after, we're going to play some Smash Brothers, eight-player madness. Where, where is that, exactly? It's in Tokyo. It's in Akasaka. Akasaka. Okay. Yeah, it's easy to find. That's not Asaksa. That's Akasaka. Right. Similar. Easy to get mixed up. Yeah, I so. know. Like I, <laughs> earlier this week, like I was meeting one of my friends from America, and he was staying in Asaksa, and like I was checking like the best uh, train route to get there, and I mixed it up like three times because yeah. I'm still used to going to Akasaka. <laughs> Asax is the, the famous temple, and that's where most of the foreign visitors go, right? But right. Akasaka is kind of a small, not not really famous, is it? It's kind of a small part of Tokyo. Yeah, it, it's like it's like near Roppongi, and there are a lot of embassies and <laughs> foreigner kind of offices there. This is the weirdest coincidence, but my mother-in-law was actually born in Akasaka. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she actually founded Final Round Bats. Wow. <laughs> I learned something new today. <laughs> Who does she play in Marvel? Uh, Spider-Man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how is it then, the having real people to play against? Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. Did anyone bring their Amiibos over, or would you not no. even allow it? No, nobody else has a Wii U. Nobody else. Oh, okay. So these are what, like melee players, or they just are they totally new to Smash, or what? Um, some of everything. Uh, yeah, there's guys that haven't played since melee. Um, guys people, that have never played. disgusted s- by Brawl and then skipped it, doesn't he? No, nobody like that good enough okay. to like care about the. Okay. <laughs> the difference is, and then like there's at least one guy who's like never played Smash before, but like he's down to play it. 
Okay, that's cool. Excellent. And what's the feedback then? Uh, it's fun. Fun enough that they, they'll just invite themselves over. <laughs> and like I tell them, I'm down all the time. Just come play fighting games. You don't have a sign outside your door, do you? Like, I have a Meta Knight in the window. <laughs> that's not an Amiibo Meta Knight. That's just a regular yeah. plastic a, toy. No, it's a plush one. It's very cute. Oh, right, right, right. right. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's not in shot at the moment, but... You can you can maybe do that for a video bonus at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, cool. So, apart from Smash, I've been playing uh, a bit more Mario Kart 8 as well. I, I got the, um, <clears throat> the the DLC. Right. Um, which is it's not too expensive. I think it's like uh, like 14 quid or maybe the same in dollars. Um, so I got Link and all the new tracks and stuff. The uh, the Zelda track is pretty cool. Uh, it's got some cool music and it's kind of like a orchestrated mix of like ugh, like classic Zelda music and um, maybe oh god, the, the, the Wii Zelda, sh- which I'm blanking on the moment. <laughs> god, a Skyward Sword music yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Um Wait. I might be tempted to go back and play some more Mario Kart if it worked with the GameCube controllers. Oh, shit, yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be nice, because I have a lot of those, and mm. I I have only one, like, Wii U controller. Do you have a Wii U Pro? No. I actually just got one today, because um, I've been playing... This is just for the video viewers. Um, yeah. I've been playing mostly with the gamepad, all of the games, and the battery in that thing doesn't last very long because you can't turn the screen off. If, well, you can turn the screen off, but then you can't play the game. Right. <laughs> you can just kind of, you know, turn it off if you go into the toilet or whatever. But, like, um, if you want to play, as soon as you press a button, the screen comes back on. So I got this uh, pro to, uh, you know, play it have it like more extended gaming sessions without having to plug shit into the wall. Right. So, um, yeah, I just got it today, so I haven't had a chance, but, yeah. Um, I was thinking Mario Kart, and I still haven't found a GameCube adapter. <laughs> for the, for the Wii U. <laughs> I told you, man. 7,500 7, yen on Amazon. Fuck that noise. No way get, I'm paying that. Get um, wrecked. So, <laughs> yeah. You should have paid, like... 500 more when you had the chance. Yeah, so I, I've been to a couple of places near where I live, been to the big shopping malls and the electronic stores, and they won't let me pre-order one. Right. They all, they all say, you know, just come back, just check back. And I say, okay, fine, so when do you restock? And they're like, well, it's kind of a different days. So <laughs> they're, they're making it almost impossible to get one of these things. It's like, So uh, I guess people are just jumping in and just scalping the whole lot as soon as any amount come in. I would. Because um, these things, they're not they're super cheap, right? They're like 2,400 yen. Yeah, about that, yeah. And then you just flip it on eBay for like eight times that amount. I mean, it's obviously it's easy money. And also, yeah. please go to hell, those people. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll get one eventually. <laughs> I'm trying. The market has spoken. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Um, yeah, I'll, maybe next episode I'll give some feedback on how Smash plays with the Pro. 
uh, control. Let's see how it goes. Um, I even tried it with the 3DS just as an experiment. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's not a good way to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need that analog technology. You do. Save the best game for last movie, but like I, the review, I've been playing this GBA game on the Wii U called uh, F Zero Legends, which yes. is which is, um, which is a sequel to the. No, it was the first game based on the anime. It was a sequel, right. It was a sequel, another sequel in Japan, possibly Europe, uh, which I've kind of forgotten the name of, but who cares? But yeah, it's not very good. Um, it's <laughs> it's like. If you like the SNES kind of floaty, classic, you know, Mode 7 style, great. All the best to you. I don't really like that. Um, you know, and I'm a fan of the SNES, you know, I'm the original Mario Kart and Mario Kart Advance. You know, I'm, I'm, right. all, I'm all for those games, but I just F-Zero, there's something about it. It's just too Get- slidey, floaty. Um... Is that what you don't like about it? It feels weird to play? Well, I did get used to the, the controls, and but the, the reason why is that there's so much anime story bullshit behind everything. Like, if you just you can't just race, the, the whole game is a story mode. So right. it's kind of like... It's kind of like the story mode from F-Zero GX, but just like without the nice rendered cutscenes and everything. It's just like static... 2D anime uh, cutscenes with the worst written script you've ever read in your life. And alive. Okay. <laughs> that, that would make me hate it. Can you skip the story? You can't. That's the point. So you're just mashing, oh. mashing the button. And then... Okay. And I, it sounds like I would hate that too. From, from the first mission, like the first mission is ridiculously hard. Like you have to beat this guy. You have to come in first. You can't touch the sides once. And you have to keep beat this guy who's like way ahead of you. You like you literally have to do a perfect lap. You got one lap to do it, and that's the first mission. Oh, <laughs> well, like, that sounds like the kind of thing I would like, because you know yeah, I don't masochist it's ball, like that. It's ball hard. Yeah, yeah. For the masochists, you know, I think you have to pretty much have been a hundred percent the original GPA game, you know, with ease, and then go into this. And obviously, you know, it's been years since I played. The SNES one. I think I skipped the GBA one. Um, yeah, so, so I'm sitting here listening to you, like, talking about the story and how you can't skip I'm like, wow, that uh, sounds terrible. Uh, yeah. You talk about, like, you know, you have to do this thing, like, absolutely perfectly to win. <laughs> and, you know, I'm talking about, and I'm thinking, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, so if you can get past all the story bullshit, then I guess there's some fun to be had, but just, like, for me, it was just not worth it. It's just, like, skipping through all this bullshit story and then just, like, a very short, you know, challenge, which is, you know, balls hard and 
you know, doesn't give you anything. And then you, the weird thing is you replay the same story again with a diff, the character that you've just beaten. So you, you play as, like, Captain Falcon, and you beat this guy, this bad guy, and then immediately after, you'll play as the bad guy and just do the same race again, but as the bad guy, and this time win as the bad guy. So it's just like... And you've got to go through the exact same story thing again. It's, they don't even change it. So it's just so weird. So, um... That, yeah. that reminds me of uh, my experience with a, a couple of fighting games, actually. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess with fighting games, it's kind of the same thing, right? If you're playing, you know, as one guy, and and then you you have a story scene with with somebody, but then you play through again with the other person, you'll have the same story scene, right? Right. Um, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So I, I was playing a Persona Four Arena. Um, and that story, the story mode in that game. If you sit there, you watch all the scenes, you read all the text, it takes about an hour to go through like the story mode for one character. And in that entire time, you actually play for like eight rounds. Okay. Not, not eight two out of three games, like eight right. rounds. And <laughs> come on, I came here to fight. Jeez. Not to Okay. <laughs> not to talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a good game, but Man, I hate that kind of story mode, you know? So, <laughs> what Guilty Gear does is, okay, the arcade mode, you know, there's like an introductory scene, maybe like a couple of short uh, scenes and dialogue between characters, but basically you're just playing two out of three arcade mode. And then there's a story mode, and the it's like only cutscenes. There is no playing. And it lasts like multiple hours. <laughs> multiple hours. Jesus. Yes. So I guess if you really like story, you can watch that and not even play the game. I guess you could do that. <laughs> yeah, but and it, I believe it also gives you some points to unlock stuff when you actually sit all the way through it. But the thing is, you can't just turn it on and walk away. You have to like hit continue between every chapter, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Metal Gear Solid, the fighting game. That would be awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'd have, like, two fights in an eight-hour match. Yeah. Well, I mean, Metal Gear can get away with it because the story is good. Right. I don't think good. fighting games are exactly renowned for the good stories. So, was Mortal Kombat... Nine supposed to be good? Is that what I heard? Yeah, it had a good story mode. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually entertaining, and you actually did play most of the time. Cool. It was more like a good balance of cutscenes and playing. So it, awesome. that was fun. Um, so One of my friends said it was the best Mortal Kombat movie. Except <laughs> for all the parts where you have to stop and play Mortal Kombat. No, Mortal Kombat's a great movie. First one, yeah. It's uh, it's got some, it's got some camp value to it, and uh, it's kind of fun, I think. Yeah, I'd like to take this uh, opportunity to highly recommend the Dead or Alive movie. Oh god, I don't know, it's a legit good movie. I watched that. I think I watched that. Yeah, I think, dude. I don't know if I watched the whole thing, which probably tells you what I think about it. 
But I do like Holly Valance very, very much. Right on. And I can't remember the character that she plays. Can you help me out there? No. Okay. But anyway. I knew her from uh, Neighbours, the classic Australian soap opera, which is uh, very famous in England. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. F-Zero Legends, meh. Meh. I gave it a 4.5. You know, whatever. That was the review. And the last game I'm going to talk about today, I've been playing more games, but I'll save that for the next show. Um, the last game is uh, Shovel Knight. Yes. Um, which I could finally have a chance to buy. Unfortunately, it's not on the Japanese eShops. Uh, it's, it's neither on the 3DS nor the Wii U one, unfortunately. But obviously, <clears throat> I got myself a UK Wii U, so I could get it on that. And it was on offer over the Christmas holidays, so I got it uh, either Christmas Day or the day after. So, yeah, um, I've been playing that... Um, Probably the most over the holidays, to be honest. It is, I think, Ty, this is right up your street. Um, it's Obviously, it's balls hard. Um, it looks, you know, superbly retro, a bit, you know, kind of... Yeah, yeah. Mo- modern retro, right? Yeah. Um, it's soundtrack got, by Jake Kaufman. Soundtrack is excellent. Um, controls, you know, really, really well. And, man, it's... It's so good. It really is. I just love the look, the style, like the world map and the level design is just so good. I mean, you can go through like a level, which is like, you know, it's you know, it's like Mega Man, you've got a whole level and you get, you have the boss at the end. Um, right. I mean, I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. Right. And how. <laughs> oh, it's no, a... it's definitely going to be the Steam version. Okay. There you go. Maybe, it, maybe I should do some gift begging. Maybe one of the fans of the show will gift me a copy. Don't give, don't gift me a copy. I don't deserve it. <laughs> it so it's not out on Steam yet. It, it no, is out. No, it is. It is. It is. It is, it is okay. Yeah, you should get on that. Um, yeah, so I, I hooked my big tower PC up to my main TV. It's uh, good times. Nice. So, like, one level is kind of, like, maybe five or six Mario Brothers 3 lengths, you know? It's it's broken up with checkpoints, so, like, one checkpoint is about the, the size of one Mario level, I'd say. Right. So you kind of, it's almost like you're playing a world within one level. It's very, very long levels, and be, like I said, you've got the checkpoints, which you can skip over. You can just destroy the checkpoints and um, get extra cash from them and just ignore them if you want to go super hardcore. Yeah. And get the maximum cash. Right. Which, um, I don't know if I'll <laughs> ever be able to do that. I'm uh, just struggling through just normally for now. Maybe <laughs> if I've practiced enough, I'll be able to do that one day. But, yeah, I am I think I'm just past the halfway mark. I think I've just got an achievement. Well, achievement in quotation marks <laughs> for reaching the halfway point. Right. So, yeah. so that game was developed by WayForward, right? Uh, Yacht Club Games. Yacht Club Games. Okay. Uh, WayForward. No, I think I think you're thinking of uh, something else there. Unless I'm yeah. totally wrong. Maybe I was just thinking of it because Jake Kaufman works for WayForward. 
Maybe Shantae, you're thinking about, because that just came out recently. Yeah. I, I, well, I really like... Uh, yeah, it is Yacht Club Games. I, I, I mean, I just think maybe they share some staff or something. Possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can and easily like, see the DNA in there. Yeah, and I've become, like, the world's biggest WayForward fan since Double Dragon Neon. Nice. Oh, they made that. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then I played DuckTales... Ooh. Yeah, and uh, and then I put in some money on their Kickstarter Shantae game. Oh, is that the, the Pirates Curse, or is that the yeah. new one? Um, now it, is no, there it's another half, one? There's another one, right? Half Genie Hero. Right. Okay, yeah, okay. and it's coming out for Xbox One and other <laughs> systems. Um. All I know about uh, Shantae, I don't think I've ever played a Shantae game, but like they've been talking about an RFN, right? Like if you want, if you want 3D boobs coming out the screen, get the 3DS version. But if you want HD boobs, you get the Wii U version. That's, <laughs> that's the general gist of it. So yeah, take your pick. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not getting that game for the boobs. <laughs> I mean, I have Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball <laughs> for, the, for the boobs. Awesome. So yeah, that's um, basically what I've been playing the most of. Next, we're going to go over to you. played a lot of GTA San Andreas. I got every single achievement in the Xbox 360 version. Oh, you're not playing the iPad version? I killed a lot of cops. <laughs> okay. so, um, the, the, sorry, the 360 version? Yeah. Okay. So is this, like, slightly up Is it, like, 720? Yeah. yeah, it's basically, like, the, the original Xbox version, like, just scaled up a, a bit. With less um, frame rate issues, I guess. Yeah. And achievement support. Nice. So, yeah, it's nice. I mean, yeah, it's basically the same as playing the classic Xbox version. I actually have the original PS2 version, like the release day version that has that hot coffee stuff in it if you have a Game Shark. (laughs) I wonder if that's worth some money to a collector, maybe. Possibly. They stopped making that, right? Yeah, and I think they tried to uh, uh, recall like the copies that were still at the retailers. But if you think about it, whatever the first weekend sales of that game were about yeah, 10, that, ten million. <laughs> so there's probably uh, several million people with that. Yeah, that's, so it's probably, <laughs> probably not that rare. Right. Um, you never know. So, so yeah, it's fun. Grove Street Fool. <laughs> Killer Instinct. Um, I've been hitting the grind hard in that game. I've, I think I'm over 2,000 ranked matches played. Um, 
Yeah, like right. like I was I was trying trying to get to like uh, the top ranking. Well, okay, so is, in that is there an achievement for that? Well, they said like a month ago they're gonna change to a new ranking system, or they they originally said something vague like if you hit the top rank, which is forty, and mm-hmm. uh, the the you're gonna enter like this new league or something where all your matches become two out of three. And that with some new rewards or something, but you know, two out of three matches is fun because it's a game where you like really have to play your opponent and figure out like what their habits are as fast as possible. And when you oh, go two out of three matches, becomes... right. not not rounds, you mean, so like yeah. nine rounds or whatever, right? Okay. Well, uh, well, the the game. I don't know if you ever played Killer Instinct or Darkstalkers even, but the way those games work is the game just plays continuously and you have right, two right, life yeah. bars. Mm-hmm. It's like so. it's like uh, you die, you you lose your life bar and then like the positions reset. Well, they don't. It's just like a timeout for like five seconds and then yeah, it keeps yeah, yeah. going. You just so, kind of collapse, you collapse on the ground and then you get a new energy bar and you stand up again. Right. Exactly. So. So you do that twice, and that's one game. And then, like, it's going to go two out of three games. Mm-hmm. So what they announced, like, just this week is they're changing the entire ranking system to be more like StarCraft, so if you've seen how that works, where all the players are separated into leagues. You play, like, uh, ten qualifier games, and then you get placed into a league. And then you can only graduate up into a higher league. You can't go down. Okay. So you you just fight with people in your league and you try to climb the ladder to get to the next league. Have they released any new characters since the last episode of Rifter out yet? Yeah, we we, we made fun of Rifter last time. Yeah. Um Ripcord. Yeah, Ripcord. Um they showed the new character uh Omen who's going to be out hopefully this month. Ah, oh, that's right. He was hinted at last episode, I think. Right. He looks like uh, my kind of character, actually. Um, he can throw double, single, or triple, triple fireballs, and his fireballs like fi- follow a random pattern. Like they'll do a loop on the screen, or they'll swivel <laughs> back and forth, or something. Okay. So, so you throw those out, and then you try to work with what you have. Wait a minute, random? That doesn't sound like a fighting game type thing to have. Oh, well, I can um, talk for several hours about random elements in fighting games and how there are the good kind and the bad kind. Okay. But Uh, doesn't that lead to arguments like, oh, you only won because it was the curly fireball. If it was the straight fireball, I would have won. You know, things like that. And then he, he ends up getting banned from tournaments because of that. No, well, you'd think that, but actually the answer is no, because that already exists. Like, if you look at Faust from Guilty Gear, like, he'll throw a random item for his item throw move, and it's not broken or retarded, because you... Mm, there's a good like, like I'm, I'm thinking of like um, I'm thinking of Mr. Mr. Game & Watch and um, Pac-Man, who they have an item that it's not random. It goes through a, a set pattern, right? Like for Pac-Man, it's like whatever: strawberry, banana, and melon. And the, right. the longer you, the longer you leave it, the 
better or stronger the item is, right? But you know, that's not random, is it? That's um, that's a, a set yeah. pattern. Right. Well, I mean, fully random. I could see that being yeah. annoying in some cases. Well, I think you have to understand the difference between like uh, a random thing that a player initiates, mm -hmm. and then like a random thing that where the game like arbitrarily fucks someone. Okay. Okay. I see. So. So like slipping, I, like slipping in brawl. No, no, that's just play. Yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> that's garbage. So you take you take a character like Faust or a character like Omen, where they'll throw out like a random projectile. Um, and in almost every situation, like you'll see it, and you'll understand what it is when it's coming towards you, rather than like it just instantly hitting you. Like if if Omen throws a fireball at close range, it's it's not going to matter what kind of pattern it is. It's just going to hit you at close range. But if it swirls or swivels back and forth, you're probably going to see it first. And then you can react to it. And Faust is mostly the same. Like, he throws an item up, and it comes down in an arc. And, like, he can hit you with it instantly, like, if you're directly above him. But, like, if he's doing that, the odds are against him uh, for it being something good. It's not a good bet for Faust to do that. He wants to have you far away because, like... Yeah, okay. he has like maybe a fifty percent chance of like getting murdered if he's doing an item like that when he could be doing like just his regular anti-air move. Of course, of course, you know I know all of this, so probably not yeah. worth going into any more details. Yeah, um, <laughs> so. uh, there, there's a, a whole article written by Fighting Game Nerd about this. I think I'll just tweet it up in a minute if I can find it. But okay, let's just move on to the next thing. Omen okay. is going to be fun in Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, Guilty Gear. That's the other game I've been playing. Zerd. Yes, Egg Salad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's out on PS3, PS4. It's very pretty. Um, I have not gotten to play it as much as I've liked. I played through arcade mode a couple times. Played like a couple hours with one of my friends. Um, it's. Pretty much everything about it is good. Um, Netcode needs a little work. Uh, it's no Smash Brothers, right? Right, it's better than Smash Brothers as far as <laughs> Netcode goes, yeah. Um, so, Guilty Gear is kind of infamous for like being really good, but like really complicated to play. Mm -hmm. It's been somewhat simplified in this one. And by, si well, maybe simplified is the wrong word. There's, like, a lot of systems in place you got to know about. You have to know about Roman cancels and these guard impact kind of things and, like, all these other bullshit system names. Maybe there's, D, there's a, D uncomplicated? Yeah. No, it, it's somewhat less complicated now. Like, um, so in Guilty Gear, once you start getting pretty good you have to get good at Roman cancels, which is basically just you use meter, you cancel whatever move you're doing, and then you do something else. And there's a lot of combos that use that where you're going to have to hit a bunch of buttons, then you hit like a, 
your top three attack buttons together and it'll cancel what you're doing and then you do another move to continue your combo and like the good combos had like these extremely terrible tiny little margins of bullshit that you had to deal with um, so the new Guilty Gear has made that a little easier without dumbing it down like basically the same system is in place but like uh, the opponent goes into slow motion for like one second when you do it mm-hmm. so it's a little easier to um, construct some combos or put yourself in an advantageous uh, position when you use that meter. I like slow motion. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a good feature, I think. And uh, the tutorial in that game is pretty good. I'm just thinking about like Mortal Kombat 9, the slow motion like rib cage exploding. <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing like that. It, it's like you, do, you don't just sit back and watch. You're in there okay. and you're hitting buttons. Okay. But that is hilarious, though, in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it, it's... You squash somebody's heart and then they just keep on walking and fighting. <laughs> right? You, you break someone's collarbone and they're like, ah, oh, I'm good. Let's keep going. I still got 50% life. Yes. It's like, um, it's always one of the funniest things about fighting games, isn't it? Like, a tiny little schoolgirl versus a giant ogre monster, and he goes with his massive fist, he punches her in the face, and she just puts up her hand and blocks it. Yeah. <laughs> Video games. Video, Video game logic. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Guilty Gear is fun. Please play it. Okay. What else? Hey, I was thinking about, like, maybe talking about our Christmas and New Year's holidays and stuff, but let's save that for, like, a bonus at the end. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll just talk about video games now, and then we'll talk about non-video game stuff for a little bonus at the end. Yeah. If people want to listen to that. If not, they can just turn off the show and ignore it. <laughs> Three more games I've been playing, but then not talk about them. Okay. <laughs> Tekken Tag 2, Borderlands 2, and Volgar the Viking. Nice. Good I game. I think I've heard of that last one. Is yeah. That, is that, that's not a new game, right? That's... It's been out for a little while. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's super hard 2D game, like a spiritual sequel to Ghosts and Goblins. Okay, then. So this, this hand gesture indicates the next segment. It's time for Nintendo Directo. Yeah, I actually watched this one.
Okay, so uh, I've got a nice list here um, prepared for us by Mr. Daniel Bivens. So, Danny, thank you for that. Um, so this is obviously the Japan one, which was, I think was com mostly different from the other ones. Um, I actually watched the European one. Dan uh, Ty, I'm assuming you watched uh, the American one? Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're talking about the Japanese one, which I think is the one that Danny watched. So, yeah, we're going to start off uh, with a game that came out on the day after the Direct. A uh, downloadable 3DS game called Hacko Boy, which uh, Hacko means box, so box boy. If it ever comes to the West, that's maybe what it's called, <laughs> even though that would be a terrible name. Um, so, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> box boy. It's kind of like a 2D um, puzzle platformer thing, just like lots of short little stages, 150 stages, and you kind of replicate your character to make little um, platforms, which you can kind of uh, make any shape that you want, kind of like, they kind of end up looking like Tetris pieces to kind of, you know, uh, navigate these stages. It looks really fun. Um, it doesn't support stereoscopic 3D. Weird. Straight up. Uh, 2D game, um, black and white, yeah, like I said, black and white outlines, kind of cool art style, makes use of Miiverse as well, um, and there's a demo on the eShop in Japan, and uh, yeah, a friend of the show, Justin Epperson from 8.4, uh, I saw him tweeting about it, and he's already beaten the game, um, but it does look fun, I think Nintendon did a, like a, what do you call it, a quick look of it, so um, there are videos out there if you want to check it out. Uh, Ty, next is... What is next? Oh, Poketoru, a.k.a. Pokemon Shuffle. Uh, let's see. It comes out February in all regions, and players can match up three of the same Pokemon faces. Uses a time-based charging system. <laughs> Pay to play more. Oh. oh, God, have I got some things to say about this. So... Yeah, Nintendo have been experimenting in free-to-play stuff, right? This is free-to-play. But this is, like, the worst thing ever. Because, like, oh, God, where do I start? I mean, one of the things that I hate about, you know, iOS, you know, Android games is that, you know, the so-called freemium bullshit that you get. Right. And they just force you to pay in whatever ridiculous ways. And the most irritating one is not letting you play for more than whatever times or minutes per day, and you have to wait for something to charge up. So right. You, and obviously, you know, they make it addictive, so you want to play immediately again. And But you, to do that, you have to pay. So I think that's the worst kind of free-to-play games, and now Nintendo's doing it. Welcome to hell. Yeah. So, yeah. The world can enjoy that next month. Please do not give any money to this game. Please, please, God. I don't want more of these games. Uh, so next up, um, we have the One Piece Super Grand Battle game. That's coming out uh, next week in Japan, 26th of January. And this is the game, one of the first third-party games to have Amiibo support. Ty. Um, yeah, so, um, I can't wait to not buy it. So these, you can get costumes. Well, I guess Mario Kart's kind of already done this. You get costumes for your players, like Luffy becomes Mario. 
uh, Chopper becomes Kirby, and there's all the ones you'd expect, the uh, DK, Link, Samus, Yoshi, all the rest. Um, they looks, <laughs> the costumes look pretty cool. They totally transform the character. It's not just like a uh, changing the color of them. You know, they have made completely new looking characters for all of these, but, you know, whatever. This is obviously, you'd have to have a new 3DS for that or to buy the uh, NFC reader, which is actually conveniently on the next thing on the list here. So, yeah, that's, ah. that stupid little round thing that connects to the infrared if you don't have a, a new 3DS is actually coming out uh, in Japan this summer. Um, but there's no word of if it's actually coming to the West. I've got to assume it has to be. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's coming out. Um, there's actually a news article on NWR if you want to read more about it. But, yeah, that's... Uh, just get a new 3DS. Don't get that. I'm think, thinking about it. Yeah. People, just get a new 3DS. It's worth it. But I, I want to take a look at this One Piece Super Grand Battle game. Yeah, it's kind of like a... I don't know if it, It's not a fighting game. Is it scrolling? I think it's a scrolling beat-em-up, or is it a beat-em-up? I'm not sure. But it looks kind of like... Um, yeah, it's kind of cool... Uh, 3D polygonal characters, but from the side view, and like some kind of cool, crazy combos and stuff going on. Looks pretty cool. Um, kind of like a cell shaded uh, graphic style. I guess if you like One Piece, that's mm. thing to look at. I was hoping it was a fighting game. Yes, I'm not quite sure exactly what kind of fighting game it is, but yeah, it is. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ty, this is the next one's perfect for you. Yeah, I love stuff. Uh, <laughs> February, support for Amiibo coming to Smash on 3DS. Finally. Yeah, it's what I've been... Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't think this was coming. I thought that it was just a Wii U thing. Because, like, they just they haven't mentioned it ever, I don't think. It was kind of like, I don't know, when the new 3DS got announced, it was kind of like I kind of assumed it was going to happen, but then they never mentioned it, but yeah, now it's coming. So yeah, you can just use the same Amiibos, same characters you made on the Wii U and play on 3DS. Great. Yeah. Um, the next one, we've already talked about it, the new Super Mario Amiibo set coming yeah. out the 12th of March. Um, characters will include Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, Toad, and Bowser. I guess Toad is the only new one. Right. Um, and I think that Toad also works with Captain Toad, the game. Captain Toad's treasure tracker. Um, yes, it does. Because <laughs> that's the next thing on the list here. Um, so on the same day... Okay, I get it here. So on yeah. the same day, Amiibo support is being patched into Captain Toad. And... There's actually a retail package of Captain Toad and a, and a Toad Amiibo coming out um, the f uh, a couple of weeks after that, the 26th. So they're actually going to repackage a game that's been out since uh, whenever it came out. Was it October, I think? Oh, uh, it's been a while. Right about when Smash came out, or just before Smash in Japan. So yeah, they're going to repackage an old game, but with an Amiibo. And sell it for four thousand seven hundred yen. So that's. I'm kind of interested 
in getting this game. Maybe I'll get that set. With the Amiibo? We'll see. <laughs> Do you like Yeah, talking? maybe. Um, I'm more interested in the, the game itself. It does look pretty cool. but um, And apparently this, this Amiibo, I think Toad... Or maybe any of these Mario Amiibos, Super Mario Amiibos, does this. Or maybe it's just the Toad one, I'm not sure. But it unlocks kind of like a bonus game within that game, which obviously is, that's going to be part of the patch that comes out on the 12th of March. So um, you've got to find these, like, 8-bit Toad icons around levels and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, yeah, it's a whole new mode. So, um, yeah. Right. It's, it's pretty cool how they're patching... These games, like Mario Kart 8, you know, they didn't just abandon it after they launched it, you know. There's obviously the patch in Amiibos and there's the DLC and um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice of them to do. I, I've been trying to hassle the, the Volgar, the Viking guys to patch in arcade stick support, but it hasn't happened. Would you get a Volgar, the Viking Amiibo? Mm, no. <laughs> Well, maybe. You don't have to use it as an amiibo. You just have it as a figure. Right. Maybe, That's what maybe most people they, are doing, remember. People aren't using them in games. Time. Maybe if they put it in a UFO catcher, maybe. Yes. Remember that. People are not using them for gameplay features here. They're just collecting them. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I should show Zach my collection of super embarrassing anime figures that I want out of UFO <laughs> catchers. You should tweet those out. I will. So next, uh, Ty, should we move on to Wii U stuff? Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah. That was a, a major point of the Nintendo Direct is they're bringing a bunch of Wii games over digitally. So, so you can download Mario Galaxy 2, excuse me, uh, Donkey Kong Returns, Kirby Punch-Out, Sin and Punishment 2, and Pandora's Tower. Yeah, I think Punch Out, Sin and Punishment, Regan Lev, and Pandora's Tower, they're coming out later. Um, okay. But those, yeah, those three ones, Galaxy, DK, and Kirby, they're going to only cost 1,250 yen at launch, which I think is 9.99 in the States and the, in Europe. You know, whatever right. currency, currency you desire. Um... And also, for Europe and the States, we're getting the Metroid Prime Trilogy, um, which which will be $9.99 at launch. Wow, that's a bargain. That is a freaking bargain. I'm looking forward to that coming out. I'm definitely getting that. I think just for now, it's only Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy 2. Uh, maybe I will get Metroid Prime Trilogy. Like, yeah, I only that's... ever bought Metroid Prime 1 and then didn't finish it because I I suddenly started hating it when I had to backtrack, ah. and then like I like I just put down the entire series like I'm done. But maybe I'll give it another chance. Maybe I've I for think ten I've, bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I think I triple completed Prime. Like I hundred percented everything. Got everything. right. Like I was having a lot of fun. Like just you know. Cruising through, fighting the bosses, going from point A to point B, you know. And then it's like, go to these places to get an arbitrary thing. I had, interesting I had interesting happens at all. 
Yeah, I had your experience with the second one. Um, I didn't complete that game. I gave up. Um, huh, okay. But the third one, it brought it back, and it was a lot better. Okay. So I've never actually played through two, so maybe I will finally do that. You know, the Wii version did clean some stuff up, nice and widescreen, and, you know, it's got all sorts of other uh, achievements and other features in it, so, you know, it's a good package. For nine ninety nine. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Plus, it's one of the rarest or most expensive Wii games out there. Um, so I don't know how that's going to affect the resale value of the physical versions. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to get that. Um, but, yeah, for, like, Galaxy and stuff, I'm, I'm not interested because, you know, I 242 starred that son of a bitch, and, you know, I'm not ready to do that again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm done Good with job. that game. I, I loved it. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, right then. Where were we? We're going to talk about Mario Party. Uh, Mario Party X, as it should be called, but it's not. Right. Mario Party 10 comes out on the 12th of March for 5,200 yen. Um, Fuck this be... game. Fuck everything. <laughs> there will also be a special Amiibo pack for the game uh, featuring the Super Mario Brothers series Mario, um, which will be 5,700 yen. So, yeah, only 500 yen more to get a, a Mario. I actually don't like the Smash Brothers Mario amiibo with the kind of crappy-looking fire that he holds. Okay, I think the, so the fire looks really cheap, but this one is just kind of like punching the air or something. So, like, like something a little more iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more Mario. You know? It's like, just, yeah, you can't really go wrong with that one. But I'm not right. saying I'm going to get it. I'm just saying... <laughs> And also, these new Super Mario Brothers series ones do work with Smash, so you know you don't have to worry about them not. You know, Mario is Mario, whatever form he comes in. You should have a look at the video I just tweeted, where we talk about Mario Party. Oh God, do I want to click this link? More than anything. <laughs> is this somebody's hand exploding with blood as they spin it around on the N64 controller? No, quite the opposite. It's uh, somebody not touching any buttons at all and winning. <laughs> this, this is like a, a seven and a half minute compilation of someone winning Mario Party minigames by not touching the controller. <laughs> I think this is another one of like Just Dance doing the same thing. Like somebody getting 80 to 90% on everything by just, you know, putting the controller on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll have to work more of that later. Okay, so one of the frustrating things about Mario Party to me is... Other than that, it's entirely random. Yeah, it's a bad game, but it could be good. Hmm. And I like the idea. Yeah, I pretty much mention this game every time Mario Party comes up, but, you know, Namco put out a party game years ago. It's exactly the same concept, except it's good because you win the minigames with skill. Hmm. What's this one it, called? It's Pac-Man Fever. Oh, okay. It's the exact that. same concept. You got a board, you got minigames, but, you know, the better you are at video games, you know, the higher you're going to place. That's the problem with Nintendo. They don't like 
making anyone feel bad for losing, do they? It's like they're always going to think about, you know, the blind six-year-old right. kid who's also playing. And that is, like, completely contrary to my entire video game philosophy, right? Like, if someone isn't good at video games, I think less of them as a person. <laughs> as you should. Wait, but, I you think know, it but Mario Party could easily be solved by, you know, having an option, just saying, have you played Skill? video yes, games? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played video games before? Yes or no? And then if you select <laughs> yes, then games are based on skill. Right? Like, every video game should have that, so that I can skip the tutorial that says press A to jump. <laughs> Your parents help you sit it up. I know how to fucking climb a ladder. Yeah, so, yeah, they should have that. I'm always intrigued by the, the concept of Mario Party. It's like, yeah, it's a board yeah. game that Yo, you just, play. Just get Pac-Man Fever. It's on GameCube. Um, you can play as Tekken and Soul Calibur characters in addition what? to Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and the Ridge Racer chick. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Ridge Racer car. No, that would be good, though. Yeah. It's like the like he plays the Daytona USA car in that fighting, fighting Mega game. Mix. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was already there. <laughs> right? Awesome. So, I still can't believe that happened. But anyway. Do so. not buy Mario Party... <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten by Pac-Man Fever. What about the uh, Mario Party Advance and the the 3DS one, whatever it's called? I didn't know those existed, and I was happier until that moment just now. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Let's move on, please. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, moving away from Mario games, we have Mario versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> Miniland. So, yeah. um, God, what's this called in English? Something about tipping stars, something like that. So yeah, I don't this, remember. Is, this is the first or one of the first. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Crossplay games, cross buy, cross play games, cross buy. Yeah. You, you buy it on Wii U, you get it on 3DS. You buy it on 3DS, you get it on Wii U. Is this? Um, yeah. Th is this the first time they've done it? I think there's been a third-party eShop game that has done that. Huh, okay. Uh, I want to say Squid's Odyssey or something like that. But, like, yeah, as for Nintendo doing it, I think this is the first time. Um, so, yeah, this is it costs, only costs 2,800 yen. It's a super budget game. You know, I just had a funny thought. Okay, mm -hmm. th this game is basically, like, the whatever third, fourth incarnation of a... Donkey Kong 94. Right, right. That came out for Super Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And if you if you had that if you had a Super Game Boy and you got that game, you were essentially cross buying it for your Game Boy and Super Nintendo. Hey yo. Whoa. Mind blown. Twenty years ahead ahead of their time. So I think this one you can design your own levels and you can share them. And if people like them, then they give you you get stars or something like that, but if people don't like it, then they're less likely to tip you. I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think I'm getting this right. Tipping, that's why it's called tipping star. People tip you if they like your levels. That sounds so, like a good feature. Yeah, it incentivizes you to do a good level and make people tip you more stars, and then you get stars, and then you get stuff. <laughs> right. Um, don't ask what that stuff is, but anyway. So, like, I really, really like 
Donkey Kong 94. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. And That's a free ambassador game, right? The uh, Not 94, but like the GBA one or something. That's a the good GBA one, one it, I was going to get into that. It is not as good. Okay. Like, I feel like they went in the wrong direction with the sequels, right? Like, they just made them easier when, in fact, I would say, say like, uh, Donkey Kong 94 is, like, a really challenging game. It was almost like a super meat boy, except not quite as hardcore, but <laughs> it had that, that same kind of feeling to it. And so, like, I was excited to get, like, the, the GBA sequel, which was Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And like I was, I was crushed by the game. I was so disappointed, just because it it was just yeah. so brain dead. I get you. Uh, how about some Mahjong? Yeah, I love Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> so, I play it all the time with my Chinese grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is called Yakaman Ho. Okay. Uh, which doesn't even sound very Japanese. But anyway, Tell me more. So this is another kind of cross-play cross game. So you can use the gamepad to track your pieces and you can play for free oh it's a free play game you can play for free once a day or you can pay money to pay to play more wow uh, I wonder you what pay, you think of that you can pay a thousand yen you can play for six months that is that's weird <laughs> yeah and you can actually play the, the only good thing about this the kind of cool feature about this is that it's got online play and it actually works between Systems, 3DS and Wii U, which huh. is cool. Shame it has to be a Mahjong game to do this. But um, as for sharing the premium mode, uh, if a, if let's say a dad pays a thousand yen, all the players under his Nintendo Network ID are are able to play the game as well. Right on. Uh, so that comes out on the 18th of February. Um, so it's got some good ideas there, but yeah, the free play thing can go fuck itself. Um, <laughs> but yeah. If, it, if you're paying a thousand yen, don't you just want the whole game at that point? <laughs> Would be nice. You know, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of Mahjong games out there, actually. Yeah. So, I don't, mm. I don't know why you would want. Why are you paying? Like, why would you want a subscription one? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's to pay for the online service. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me that. Yeah, but, if it was good matchmaking, maybe I could go <laughs> for that. If I was like, if I was a hardcore Mahjong player, you know. Which like, you are. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I pay, you know, thirty to fifty bucks a year for Xbox Live to play fighting games, mm-hmm. basically. And mahjong games are just a, an inch away yeah, from I, that. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, I think I last time I played, or the only time I played mahjong was on that DS Clubhouse game, which had like every board game in the world on it. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I understood it, but, yeah. Mahjong, 
it's Japan. There's always a Mahjong game. And they usually um, like launch titles in Japan, aren't they? Like every Nintendo system has to launch with a Mahjong game. So uh, you're a bit late to the play here. Um, talking about late to the game, Ty, next game. You might have heard of it. Uh, Rodea the Sky Soldier? Yeah, I was just looking at it on YouTube. So, yeah, it comes out whatever month four is. January, February, <laughs> March, April. April 2nd for 7,200 yen. Woo. That's expensive. Yeah. Apparently it plays kind of like Knights. Yeah, it is expensive, but... Third party game. The yen is down right now, so if you're... I think now is the time to import games from Japan. Right. Uh, let's see. 3DS version is also coming on the same day for also a lot of money. 5,800 yen. Yeah, that's a little bit more than the usual 3DS game, right? Um, I think that there was also a Wii version, like regular Wii version coming out, because this was originally announced on the Wii. Huh. It's been delayed so long, they actually made a Wii U version. But yeah, it does look kind of look like Knights if you look at videos of it, kind of going around the set path or yeah, like, uh, what is it, Kidicarus, whatever. Mm, okay. I think maybe the Wii version was cancelled. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would make sense, because, you know, who plays Wii games these days? Right. Well, me in a couple of weeks when I download it on my Wii U, but <laughs> but yeah, no one buys retail Wii games anymore, right? And so, some may argue they never did. So I guess <laughs> no it plays like Knights. Did you like Knights? Um, I played a bit of the Wii version, the, the new Knights. Uh, I don't think I've ever played the Saturn version, but um, uh, it's all right. Um, it looks nice, and uh, I kind of okay. like the atmosphere is kind of cool. But yeah, the Wii version had a kind of like a lot of bullshit story. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, but this looks looks like all right. Um, I'm interested in learning more about it. Hopefully, there's a demo or something. Yeah, I'm looking at it. it the art style, animation, and uh, environments all remind me of Skies of Arcadia, the RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, honestly, I honestly thought this was like a vaporware game because like they announced it so long ago and then we just never heard about it. And then right. now it's come back and it actually has been finished. <laughs> now it's coming out. It's kind of weird. Yeah, like uh, I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. It looks like a finished game. So yeah. it's obviously not vaporware. Right, right. Not anymore. And lastly, on the Wii U front, we have Splatoon, which comes out in May. Splatoon! They showed, which they showed, yeah, they showed lots of new um, areas and features, like the single-player mode. Looks like there's bosses to fight yeah. against. And uh, player customization. Yeah, lots of player customization. You can make, you know, clans or whatever. And this plaza, which I, I'm assuming is, like, how you access all the game modes and stuff. Like, yeah. Correct me if I'm like wrong, but didn't they say like you can dress up your character with accessories and they'll give you different abilities? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's I thought right. that was interesting. It's also kind of funny to me when a lot is talking like, yeah, you know, or you can just like dress them to look good <laughs> if like you're bad at video games. <laughs> and, uh, I just had this thought that like 
you know, there's going to be like one or two builds that are like objectively better than everything else, and it's going to be like clown shoes, flower hands, football <laughs> helmet, ballerina tutu. Yeah, like you can quote me on that if that's what happens. And that's what you'll be dressed as. Yep. So I thought the new, the plaza kind of area kind of looked like Shibuya. I don't know if you noticed that. It looked like the Shibuya crossing. <clears throat> the and with all the kind of funky, you know, colors of this game, it kind of uh, right. It really did remind me of like the Shibuya area of Japan in Tokyo. Right. Uh, on. Looks looks pretty cool. Um, I'm interested in trying this out. Yeah, I I remember when we talked about it before. It reminded me of like a free-to-play game. I couldn't remember the name of, mm-hmm. but I remembered it now. It's S4 League. It's like a free-to-play game. It came out a long time ago, but I think people still play it. It's just kind of like a, you know, like a third-person shooter kind of game. Is it like paintballing? Um, not. It's not paintball, but it's really colorful, very anime-styled. Okay. Um, well, people are calling Splatoon, you know, the Nintendo's... Um, what's that Xbox One game? Sunset Overdrive? Titanfall? Like, <laughs> oh, Sunset Overdrive, sure. Sunset Overdrive, you know, Baby's Edition or whatever. But, um, yeah, it does look cool. And it's, it's nice to see Nintendo in a genre they've never done before. You know, so good luck to them, I say. Right. I hope it's good. Yeah. So, it's probably uh, going to be laggy as hell. <laughs> using the Smash online code. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's move on to some 3DS uh, software, I guess. Oh, non, yeah. Non, non-download software. Um, so, <laughs> Puzzle and Dragon Z slash Z is coming out in the West, and it's going to come out in, like, a double pack, like Z with the Puzzle and Dragons Mario edition, like on one cartridge. On game right. But obviously, Japan got Puzzles and Dragons Z in 2013. Right. So, um, just the Mario edition is coming out here. And it's going to come out, uh, I think, in the West, it's coming out in May. And uh, the J- in Japan, we, we just get the Mario edition in April, 29th of. That's right, yeah, 20th of April comes out, the Mario edition. And, yeah, so that's obviously the Puzzle and Dragons game with, like, a Mario overworld. And, uh, yeah, all the pieces are replaced with, you know, Koopa Troopers and everything. Right. It's kind of a big deal because they're putting uh, Mario into the, the mobile phone version. Am I right? I don't know about that. that I'm fr- pretty sure that was a thing. That would frighten me. It was part of the deal that they're going to put in the Mario characters in the mobile phone version in Japan. Jesus. I mean, this game is just ridiculously big. I mean... It is. It's huge. I mean, every single one of my... The students in my high school where I teach, they're playing this game. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. Most of the time during my lessons, which is great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Pazudora, as it's called. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about this Mario edition. I mean, yeah, great. All the monies for Nintendo. But also, yeah, I, I'm not going to play it. It's but... a little bit like kind of selling your soul to the devil <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. know. Do you think it's going to be big in the West? Yes, no, maybe. Well, I think the I think the iOS version, like like the smartphone version, had limited success in the West. I don't know. I think I remember James Jones playing it. Uh huh. <laughs> it has been localized in English, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think people might buy it as just as a Mario puzzle game. You know, yeah, they might, not, they might not care about the Puzzle and Dragons. I mean, just the title is ridiculous. Puzzle and Dragons Mario Edition. Is it, you know, what has that got to do with Mario? It's like there are no there are no dragons in Mario games. <laughs> Why not just call it you know a completely different thing? But yeah, well, puzzles and Yoshi's. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's the closest thing you got to a dragon. Yeah, yeah, hey, if Nintendo's marketing department wants to hire me for like 60k a year, <laughs> just to I'm, come up with game titles, I'm down. Yeah, you know, I would just add like Super Turbo to everything. And then hey, yeah. Call it a day. hey, yeah, add Turbo to that game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up is a game which uh, I don't know. I've I haven't played much. What Theater Rhythm? Yeah, yeah, I played it a bit. Uh, No, I played uh, Danny's demo because Danny is a a huge (laughs) fan of uh, this game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Dragon Quest. It has different songs from Final Fantasy, and um, let's see. Oh, I guess in this game, like icons come from like top down, and in the Final Fantasy one, they they go like you know right left. Right, right. So that's a thing. Maybe maybe if you're used to Guitar Hero or Rock Band or Beat Mania or DDR or whatever number of games, maybe you like this better. Good point. Well, I guess that's just to differentiate it from the, the Final Fantasy one, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it makes sense because in the old Final Fantasy games, you know, in the battle screen, like, it's left oh, right. Right, right, right. And then, okay. and, and then you know... In Dragon Quest, it's kind of like, a, well, I have only really played Dragon Quest one, and it's I would say it's like a first-person perspective, like. Okay, yeah, now I'm just getting my head around it. Yeah, so like, yeah. or you know, oh, right. I don't know. The, four, you've got the kind of whatever four enemies in front of you, right? Right, you exactly. Kind of in, so yeah, yes, I guess they're in the screen. They're not just uh, matching the music, but they're like stylistically changing the game a lot to match Dragon Quest. Fun fact, Dragon Quest never came out in Europe. Wow, I did not know that. It's, I think, only, whatever, the, the DS remakes, I think those were the first ones to ever come out. Huh. Were they so, called Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior? Well, they weren't called anything because it didn't come out. But, yeah, well, I think, yeah, the new one. <laughs> I think the remakes were called Dragon Quest everywhere, right? So. Okay. I think they dropped Dragon Warrior after a while, for yeah. whatever reason. But yeah, add that to the list of Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG and Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. That never came out in Europe either. Yeah. <laughs> Please understand. Please. So, yeah, next up we've got three, uh, the 3DS version of Xenoblade. Xenoblade, very carefully product placed in Smash Brothers. Please yeah. buy it or not. I think it's called Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. I think that's what it's called. Uh, so this comes out on the 2nd of April. Lots of games coming out in April. 
Um, and it will retail for the bargain price of 3,700 yen, which is great. That's yeah, very cheap. Bad. That's like, to put in terms that people understand, about $10 less than a, a regular game. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, that's coming out everywhere, right? So this is the new 3DS exclusive game. You have to have a new 3DS because, you know, I don't know why. The extra processing power, I guess. It does seem to chug along, though, <laughs> even on the new 3DS. Wow. It did look to chug, even in the kind of the so-called, you know, uh, trailer that they, <laughs> they showed, which is supposed to get people hype for the game. But um, I don't know. We'll see and find out if it looks like that in the final All right. And I'm so glad that the next game is for you, Ty. Yeah, me too. I love Girls Mode. This is Girls <laughs> Mode 3 <laughs> Coordinate. Coordinate set to release on 3DS in Japan on April 16th or 4,700 yen. Wow. That's $10 more than Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. Because it's better, obviously. Obviously. The game will let players run a fashion shop, be a makeup artist, clothing designer, and even a model. Oh, they've got modeling in it? Yeah. Well, that changes everything. All right, correct me if I'm wrong, but this game is a pretty big seller in Japan, right? Well, if this is is the third freaking version, you would expect so. Isn't this the one that Minoru famously talked about? Yeah, that that (laughs) sounds familiar now. I mean, like, I, I think I've street pit, street passed girls mode on yeah. a decent number of times. But they're usually eight-year-old girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember why Minoru got that game. Was it? I can't even remember. I'm going to have to... Listeners are going to have to go back and find that episode and why the hell he played that game. But, yeah, I remember being uh, incredibly amused by his stories. Yeah. Um, so on to real games. Uh, Majora's Mask 3D, um, which isn't a new 3DS exclusive, but it does have new 3DS uh, bonuses. For example, you can move the camera with the second stick, which you can, which you couldn't do in the original Majora's Mask because the N64 didn't have a second stick. Yeah, that's a good feature. So I guess it makes it a lot more like Wind, Make, Wind Waker. Um, or Metal Gear Solid 3. Or Metal Gear Solid, yes, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, look, I looked at the, the trailer for this, and yeah, it looks very much improved. And the, on the Japanese Direct, they had um, the, the mask salesman kind of introducing the segment. And it was he was voiced in a very kind of, I don't know, Joker-esque way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you would expect that guy to talk like. Oh, that's good. Well, hello there, beautiful. Yeah. Mark um, Hamill is far and away the best Joker, if you ask me. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it looks awesome. Um, I don't think I'll get it, though, because I've, you know, I've done everything in Majora's Mask, and I don't know. I don't really replay Zelda games. I, I, and I, Ty, I know you're not going to jump in in this conversation, so I'll just talk to myself for a few minutes. Fine. I replayed the 2D ones. I haven't replayed any Zelda, ever. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a classic book. It's like once you've finished it, you kind of you close it, you put it on your shelf, and you look at it, and you, you don't really touch it ever again. You just have that memory of playing through it. Yeah. And you don't want to taint that memory by 
replaying it again and when you're you know you've forgotten what all the things are and you you're fumbling around and you're like oh man I don't have as much time as I used to <laughs> you know right because I played these games when I was a kid you know and it's like you know I don't want to s- spoil these memories you know so I just kind of leave it okay but they've added lots of things like hints, uh, hint system. If you get stuck, you can go inside those uh, those rocks. What do you call them? The, with the eye on the the Gorons? No. <laughs> no, no. The 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 gray rocks are in the ground, and you can they they go boing, boing, boing when you hit them. I I don't know, man. Whatever they're called, you can hint stones or something. You you hit those, and you can get hints, and they'll give you like videos of exactly what to do if you're completely inept. Wow. Um, Scrub quotes. Scrub quotes, yeah. There you go. Next up, Ty. Oh, yes, yes. Rhythm Tengoku, a.k.a. Rhythm Heaven. 3DS, GBA DS, Wii levels from previous games will be included in the 3DS version. So I guess this is just like a compilation of all the the previous games in this... That's interesting. Well, uh, the DS one, like, Use the touch screen exclusively, if I remember. You're right, yeah. Yeah. So um, this 3DS obviously still has that. Um, yeah. So I guess for the, for the Wii and the GBA versions, are you just using the buttons, I guess? Yeah, the, the, yeah if I remember, you had to hold the, the DS version sideways. Oh. Yeah, so you I wonder... If right. you, so if you're going to move... If you're going to turn your 3DS different ways to play it. So if that's true, I'm, I'm guessing this is not in 3D. Um, at all. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't... Yeah, the 3D won't look work if you look at it sideways. Because why would you have 3D for the GBA bits and then not for the DS bits or whatever, right? It'd be stupid, right? Oh, I, I guess it's okay in the sense that, like, you, you take what you can get, but... Unless unless they redo the, the game to be that, the landscape <laughs> instead of portrait, but I don't know. That might be harder to do. We'll soon find out. Yeah. So it comes out in summer, and it's just called Rhythm Tengoku for now, which is a working title. There isn't the final uh, title for that yet. Yeah. But, uh, and nothing for the West yet. You want to place a bet on it being called Rhythm Tengoku 3DS? Yeah, no. I think they might stick some ridiculous katakana word at the end of it. Turbo. Like super mix or something like that. Okay, okay. Mega mix it. I might actually buy this game, especially since it has everything. Yeah. Everything. Well, it it doesn't say necessarily say everything yeah, on here. That's true. That's true. It could be just a the best of. Maybe, but still, that's really good. Yeah. It sounds like sounds like a winner to me. And this is definitely one of those good games, right? That you like. So. Yeah. Should be good. Um. So next, we're we're actually starting with a game which was. The beginning of the direct here, um, we're ending with a game that was at the beginning. Uh, right. Fire Emblem If. <laughs> if. Wow. Fire Emblem If. If Advance Wars was made for girls, then you'd have. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was sexist, but, but you know that's my go-to joke for Fire Emblem. Straight through the heart of James Jones. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is coming out in summer 2015. Uh, that, sorry, it is 2015. Marty! <laughs> um, Don't McFly. 
<laughs> so yeah, this coming out, I'm think I'm assuming everywhere. Oh, maybe this is just Japan. I'll have to check that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, definitely Japan. It's gonna anyway. be like like 15 months later in America and never <laughs> in Europe and Australia. Yeah, get on with it, eight four play. Um, so yeah, and they're also releasing some Fire Emblem trading cards, like physical, real trading cards in Japan, coming out at the same time. Huh. And the trading cards are designed by Intelligent Systems, um, huh. the same guys who make the game. Um, it's not going to be a card game, right? It's just collector's cards. Oh, uh, trading cards? I don't know. That kind of, to me sounds like a game, but I don't know. Soon find out. Um, yeah. I was recently reminded that the Killer Instinct collectible card game exists. <laughs> so, like original Killer Instinct? Yeah, it's, it, they made a collectible card game in the 90s. And uh, it came up on, like, the official Killer Instinct forums, like, when they were talking about adding mini-games to the game. <laughs> and somebody suggested, you know, put in, like, a card game or a puzzle game or something. And I said, just port the, the card game from the 90s. <laughs> just scan them in. Yeah. I haven't, I'm surprised I haven't made that ridiculous eBay purchase yet. I'm just looking for, like, a giant box set of cards to go on eBay. And I'll just buy them. Was this, on, was this only on sale... Like in like the UK or was it? It was in America. It was in the US. I don't know if it came out in the UK. Okay, I never heard of it. Um, well, I never saw that. I never took off super well, but it exists. <laughs> it I think exists. I think they gave away like you if you subscribe to Nintendo Power, they gave you like a couple of random cards. Oh, uh, okay. Right, right, right. And apparently, back to Fire Emblem, there, there was actually a manga which came out at, at Christmas time. Um, they didn't mention that in the direct, but I, yeah. I found that. Oh, f- f- Fire Emblem comics have like appeared in Jump, I think. Already? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. Like somebody got me like a souvenir years and years ago, one of those big phone books sized uh, Jump like weeklies or monthlies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> phone book ones, yeah. And they were running a Fire Emblem comic at the time. Nice. And now that, that was like 2005 or something. So. Oh, okay. So Fire Emblem definitely has a history of having an associated comic. Gotcha. Um. Okay then, so uh, that was the direct, and uh, we're going to end it there. We're going to talk a little bit more about some news. Yes. Right after this break.
Okay then, so we've got a little bit of news uh, to chat about, some topics that I thought might interest uh, me and Ty. So um, obviously with the, the, the big news for the, the Western, the Gaijins, uh, was that the new 3DS is finally coming out uh, in the West. Congratulations to them. Um, but, uh, the interesting thing about the Americas was that the new 3DS, the, the small one that, uh, or regular edition, that with the exchangeable faceplates is not coming out in America, although it is in Europe. And so they're only getting the XL in, in the US, and moreover, it doesn't come with the AC adapter, which seems to be pissing a lot of people off. So um, my first two comments <laughs> on that are, you don't need the small one. Because unless you're an eight-year-old girl, you don't need to decorate your 3DS. And as for not having an AC adapter, yeah, deal with it. Um, we <laughs> haven't had we haven't had uh, AC adapters in 3DSs in Japan for a long time. So, yeah, quit your yapping. Mm, I don't like it. It would be better to have an extra 3DS adapter than not have one at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, they cost about, I think they're about 900 yen or something. And I've had to buy two, because when I upgraded from my tiny 3DS to my X, my XL, LL, um, I had to sell it with the adapter. to get, Otherwise, I would have lost, like, 2,000 yen off the sale price. But to buy a new one, it was only 900 yen, so I thought, well, yeah, I'd rather obviously get more money for my sale value. So I did that. And then again, when I sold my uh, regular LL to upgrade to the new LL, I again had to um, <laughs> sell it with the adapter and uh, buy a new one. Right. So <laughs> I've done it twice, and it's bullshit. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> it's not going down well. And uh, Reggie's comments were pretty much along the lines of deal with it. Uh, he didn't really give a shit. <laughs> the North America, the Nintendo of America comments were something like, we're giving the, uh, customers the option to buy an AC adapter in case they already had one, something along those lines. So Passing on the savings to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Passing on the savings to us. So, yeah. What do you think, Ty? You haven't upgraded... Your 3DS ever, right? No, I just have the one Japanese LL. Oh, you got the LL. Okay. That was the first one you ever got? Yeah, I didn't buy okay. the original one. Good for you. Yeah, I did good. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to people in the, in the West thinking about upgrading, I would say do it. I mean, I've said this before. Like, I honestly think that this is the, the DS Lite of this generation, as in it's like the upgrade that makes the most sense. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, never replaced my original DS. No. Yeah, I still have, like, the day one launch DS. No, the gray? Like, yeah, the gray one, and, like, oh. all the paint is, like, worn off the edges and stuff. That, that is, hands down, one of the worst designed, worst-looking consoles ever made. It's, uh, it's uh, okay. And it works with my flash cartridge. Nice. <laughs> You know, I actually held off buying a DS because I was so appalled by the color selection. 
And wow. when they when they finally brought out the all white one, it was like, you know, it was completely white, the top and bottom parts. That's the when I bit, and that's when I got a DS, because I just couldn't handle having such an ugly, fugly system. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. It's it's just like silvery gray. It's okay, but you you. Maybe you are right. It doesn't age well. I have I have a Tiger Electronics barcode uh, yeah. reader that looks exactly like. Uh, an wow. Age. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the so when the DS Lite came out, obviously that was like an amazing upgrade. Um, it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is how I imagine the, the DS should have looked like. And the new 3DS is kind of like that for me. Like, the 3D works. Like, you can play games in 3D, and you can move around, and it still works. Um, the It's got the, stick, the second stick, you know, which it probably should have had from day one. Um, it's, the screens are bigger, and, you know, the, the menus actually load at a, a reasonable speed that you would expect. You know, games load in, you know, an acceptable time. <laughs> Smash loads in ten seconds as opposed to thirty seconds, you know things like that. You know, it's just like it just makes sense. Just do it. I would say it's worth it. All right. So next up, Ty. I guess this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, th- this may directly affect which 3DSs I buy or don't buy in the future. Um, so. Um, the region lock has been defeated on the 3DS with a lot of caveats. <laughs> caveats? A lot of things to watch out for. Caveats. Like, yes. Um, basically, if you have firmware somewhere between 9.0 to 9.4, you can uh, just use this exploit. It actually works through the browser, and you can... Um, play cartridges from a different region on your 3DS. What? Yeah, and I don't believe you need a flash card or anything like that. Yeah, or any specific games or anything like that. It's not like you need Cube Ninja or Cubic Oh, Ninja. yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if that Cubic Ninja one has been patched by now. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, this one, you need a, uh, an internet connection, obviously. Right? Yeah, because you need to access a certain specific web address. Right. And uh, it doesn't look exactly easy or smooth to do. You have to kind of open up, download, play, and do all these kind of things. I don't know if you have to do that every time or just the first time, but, yeah. I don't know. You've got to spend a good, like, you know, minute and a half going through menus before it does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does work, so... Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm tempted to try it out. Um, maybe I'll order an American game or something. I just like it because it's just a big, giant middle finger to Nintendo for region locking their system. Because you know, this isn't like um, a ROM to play downloaded ROMs or anything. It's literally just to do region-free gaming, which is right. Good. Yeah, and hopefully they don't like fight it too hard or try to patch it. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Illegal in uh, Right. Like, um, yeah, in the past, like, you know, they've had, like, region locks, but they've been, like, super limp-wristed. Like, you know, on the Super yeah. Nintendo and 64, you know, the cartridge yeah. just didn't fit right. You could fix that <laughs> in, a, in a minute with, like, a, with a fork. 
<laughs> and like the GameCube wasn't too bad either. It was like one jumper inside the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and uh, and the Wii, the Wii. Yeah, you need to flash. The you need to install a patch, but you know you can yeah, do that too, right? Yeah, and like I don't think they had any. I don't know. Could you do that on later versions of the Wii U that they or the Wii that they manufactured? Yeah, the the final firmware for Wii is completely hacked. You can you can do it quite easily. You can yeah. You can, you can patch a Wii, and also yes. within the Wii U, you can also do that. I think. Yeah. So if they only continue to like try, you know, a minimal effort and just leave it at that, you know, that's kind of okay. But you know, um, very recently, like there there was an article in Forbes, I think it was, where Iwata was talking about like you know ditching all region locking. Right, right, right. Like it's something on the table, something they're looking at. Yeah, the 4DS might not be region locked. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Microsoft and Sony. They've totally abandoned region locking in all forums, and it's working out well for them, as far as I can tell. How about the 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 online stores on the Xbox? How do you can you access other regions or? Uh, yes, you have to make a new account, but that's it. Same okay. with Sony. So I guess if Nintendo finally do the account system that they've been talking about for so long, you know, they're kind of halfway there at the moment. Would be nice. It would be nice. Um, if they finally go through with it, then yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. There's a, a karaoke system you can get into on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. If if you you don't even need a Japanese account, you just need to set your like region and language to Japan, mm-hmm. and then like uh, the karaoke software will show up. <laughs> Do you sing into the Connect directly? <laughs> I think the Connect works for it. I haven't tried it out because you know, you know, it's a subscription thing. Maybe I should see if you, there's a demo. I just had people talking about that on a podcast. Like that's the thing you have to pay for the app per the hour or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's a subscription thing, just like the Wii U's. Yeah, just like the Wii U. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right. It was Giant Bomb. They were talking about how Rock Band should be like that. You know. In the future. Yeah, I had, I had a brief look at it. It looked like it had a lot of features. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, region, region 3, it's called the hack. And I don't know, <laughs> it might have already been patched by the time this episode goes out. I, <laughs> I, I don't think they can stop anything if you, have, if you just stick with firmware 9 to 9.4. Yeah, I actually thought, you know, are there any games coming out that could be patched in time. I don't think Majora's Mask could be p- patched in time, right? I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's gone gold by now. Um, yeah, like, with cartridges, like, you can assume, like, you know, they can't change anything if it's two months out. I mean, like, when I got Smash, like... On Unless Wii U, it's, like, an emergency. Right, right, right. I got Smash on Wii U, and I assumed that it would have the latest Wii U updates on it. But it didn't. I had to download them all manually anyway. <laughs> right. So like, that's stupid. I don't know if oh. cartridge manufacturing has gotten any faster, but it, it takes a... You need, like, a month lead time to manufacture cartridges for sale. And before that, you're probably going to need at least a month lead time for, like, bug testing and final, final stuff like that. 
You know what? I just just reminded me. I watched a video of somebody going through this hack, um, like videoing himself doing it. Yeah, and there's he, a lot on YouTube. Um, he was he put a Japanese version of Smash 3DS in his American system, and it showed up in English. Yeah, that means all the languages are on the cartridge, and they on purposely don't let you select them. That is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I saw the same video. Cause, That's a thing. I mean, it, me- Melee had an option, right? Melee, I think I've said this before on the show, I imported the Japanese one. Go to the menu, you can switch everything to English. But yeah. since yeah, since Brawl, they started locking that out, and I just assumed that you know they didn't put that data on the disc or the card, but they do. And it's on there, and it's bullshit. Everything right. changed. Even the title just changed to the English menu. Title, everything was in English. Yep. <sighs> I am maddening. disappointed. Oh, let's just finish up news with this little bitty thing. So, some new Wii remotes coming out in Japan in March. Yeah, uh, the, the Battle Battles... Toad. <laughs> Battle Toad ones. That would be cool. It, the colors are kind of like Battle Toad. It's yellow and green. There's a Bowser one. Wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, the Bowser one is yellow and green. The little Bowser logo on it, and yep. I think. Toad one is white and blue. So I guess maybe that's coming out around about the time Mario Party comes out. Maybe they want to have a full range of Wii remotes. Because I think there's a Yoshi, there's a Mario, there's a Luigi, I think there's a Peach. Uh, and now there'll be a Bowser and a Toad. So you get they do look pretty if you need a new Wii remote. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Pleased to be excited. And obviously they're not region locked. So yeah. Import them. So I think that about wraps it up for news. So we're going to move on to some uh, listener feedback and tweets right now. Yay! First one, ah, our good friend, the Gypsy Otoko, Mr. Matt Walker, star of Dead or Alive 5. <laughs> he said, hey guys, sorry, not going to make it in London. Winky, smiley face. In London? Huh. Yeah. Co- coincidentally, isn't there some kind of Capcom event going on in London right now? Gosh, I don't know, is there? I think it's Revelitians 2. So, uh, exclusively coming not to Wii U. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if the system like had good hardware pop- power and was popular. Yes. If Maybe. only it was as powerful as the 360, which it's also coming out on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least Shameful. it's not like the game started off on a Nintendo platform, right? No, no, that never happened. That never we've, happened. We've always been at war with Eurasia. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Matt, obviously, we miss you, and uh, hopefully you can be on the next show. Yeah. 
Uh, I tweeted at him back. I said uh, he should buy a Lion Bar because they're an awesome chocolate bar you can buy anywhere. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, what should a video game nerd check out on a trip to London? Well, I've <laughs> I'm not really the person to ask because I, I don't really like London, and I've okay. I've only been like a handful of times, because um, I live. Yeah, I think you're mobile. <laughs> you, <laughs> no. Okay. But like, London is famous slash infamous for being, you know, the most expensive place in England, and um, yeah, you can just get. You just walk down the street and you'll be bound to be ripped off in some way or another. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, the gaming I... stuff, there are some, yeah, because like, I listen to the IGN UK podcast, which is a pretty good podcast and is way better than their American one. <laughs> um, and they, they do talk about some gaming bars. And, Ooh. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, have you been to any? I haven't been to any, but they do exist, and uh, there are also some pretty cool, you know, like uh, game shops, you know, like independent game stores which sell some cool stuff. So there are stuff to check out. So yeah, if, our list, if there are any listeners uh, who know of these places, then yeah, tweet at Ty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I ever make it, like, I'm definitely gonna go. And I want to go to St. Petersburg to check out the Museum of Russian Video Games. <laughs> That's a real fucking thing. Get some uh, pirated versions of Driver on your GBA. <laughs> some of them were very, like, 60s space program looking. Awesome. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, but... This to America. Yeah, I, I do love... Weird old video game history, so awesome. I, I would go for sure. I asked Johnny if he went, but because he went to St. Petersburg years ago, but I don't think the museum had been built yet. So that makes me sad. That's a nit from Johnny. Nit. Um. So next up, our good friend Hacker Alias BNG BRGR. Bungburger. Bungburger. said, um, yes, as what are the best chains in Nihon for amiibo hunting? Are the shortages as bad as they are in the States? Um, Ty, do you want me to say this? <laughs> yeah, please. I haven't so, seen any UFO catchers. Um, that's all I can I, say. I, obviously, I'm not amiibo hunting. I bought one, and then that's that's it. But um, I have been to some game stores over the, the New Year holidays, and um, I did tweet out a, pic- a few pictures of the Amiibo section. And uh, so, so they've been in stock. Yeah, I mean, they they don't the places that I've been to they don't display the boxes. They just have like you know cards um, that you take to the the cashier or whatever. And yeah, they seem to have plenty of like the so-called commons. Um, but they also had some uh, Marths and Wii Fit trainers, which I know are very rare in the States. So, and also Pit, which I think is also rare. So I think the situation is a lot better here. Um, the ones that are popular in the States are also popular in Japan. You know, they tend to sell out, maybe because there's less of them. You know, like obviously Pikachu takes up most of the rack. 
Um, right. Whereas Marth, uh, uh, yeah, Marth is only one, one line of them. <clears throat> but I wouldn't say there are shortages. I would say um, there are plenty to go around. So yeah, Ty, I think you're best for the next one, right? <clears throat> oh yeah, was this the beer one? Yeah, I promised more alcohol talk, right? Yeah. Here it is. So Dread Pirate Stone, great name by the way, tweets at us, good old Kirin Ichiban, USA version. My uh, favorite Americanized... That was, that was actually Dan, Danny's comment. Danny tweeted a picture out. <laughs> and this oh, is, did he? Danny, uh, and then this is the reply. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I always wanted to ask the Famicast what the beer culture is like. Future hashtag life in Japan. I think... I don't, I don't I think know if that could... <laughs> could that be a whole Life in Japan segment? I don't know. It could be every Life in Japan segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, where so to that, start? So I think that was a picture of Danny drinking a Kirin Ichiban in the US when he went back over Christmas. Yeah. Right now I'm drinking this uh, Kirin uh, this strong 9% alcohol Kirin lemon, strong. lemon lime thing. Yeah, and these are like 2 bucks. So, like, beer is, beer and every kind of alcohol is cheap and plentiful in Japan. It's great. And also, like, even the cheap beer, you know, it tastes pretty good compared to, like, you know, American beer, which is, you know, it's swill. It's yes. not a fan of the Bud Lights and the the what have you. But, you know. This is, this is a swill. Am I saying that right? Things that pigs would drink? You're right, right, exactly. Yeah. But like in Japan, you know, you go to the store, you get, like, you look for the cheapest, nastiest beer you can, and, you know, you drink it, and you're like, hey, this is pretty good. I actually used to teach a guy who was a brewer. He was a, he was a head brewer at a local brewery, and he hated, he's Japanese, and he hated Japanese lager beer, you know, the, the, the Kirins of the world. Right. Um, because, obviously, he was a... <clears throat> A connoisseur. Um, he said there was far too much crap beer in Japan, and wow. people should stick stick with you know the the what do you call them micro brewers. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean you could tear up. I mean, yeah, I mean you know you you take your American mass produced beer. That's like the, the bottom probably. <laughs> I don't so you're comparing the bottom rank of both countries, then Japan is slightly above. Now Japan is. Very much above, but Very yeah, above. I mean, if yeah. you want the best beer in the world, you're going to go to, like, Germany and Austria and going to these microbreweries that have been in operation for, like, 900 years. <laughs> right. But, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking, like, in Japan, you're on the street, money in your pocket. Yeah. You know, there might be a brewery in your town. Like, that's become a thing in recent years. There are breweries that make beer in Japan, like microbreweries. They exist. I, I think they've expanded in recent years. Well, become more popular, but you know, I haven't really been to any. Who who on staff is a, like a huge beer connoisseur? I forget who it is. He's always tweeting about pictures of beers that he's drinking. Oh, maybe Mike Sklens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go. So Mike Sklens tweeted out a picture of him drinking um, a Harvest Moon. Nothing to do with the game. But it's called Harvest Moon. Oh yeah, and you can get that back where I'm from. So good stuff. The student that I was telling you about is a is a private student. I a, a guy that I used to teach. He is the head brewer of he Harvest Moon. No shit. Wow. 
And it was just so weird. Like that guy was, you know, Mike was drinking it in America, and it's like, you know, I just taught the guy who made that. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Nice. I think six, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Right. Yeah. I'd like to meet this guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Maybe maybe later we should hunt down some Japanese microbreweries and I don't know. And do a start podcast them. about it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so last up, um, Japan is the best place to be an alcoholic, <laughs> or worst place, depending on how you look at it. Yes, you will, you'll never stop being an alcoholic. Yeah. So last up, we have a tweet from a friend of the show, of course, uh, Mr. Jonathan Metz, Doctor Metz himself, and he tweeted uh, that um, everything that we own has swappable faceplates. I think this was in reaction to the new 3DS not coming out in America. He says, they're called stickers. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, obviously going for a hypertrol get of the week, and uh, I think he earned it with that. It's true. If you're an yeah. eight-year-old eight girl who likes decorating their game systems, yeah, put stickers on them. You don't need a fucking whole system to do that. <laughs> If yeah, you want, if you want a uh, mushroom on the back of your 3DS, stick a fucking mushroom sticker on it. Okay, so that about brings this show to a close. And uh, Ty, uh, should we give out our Twitter handles? No, it's a secret. Well, I'll give a, I'll give out the Famicast one. That's at the Famicast. Um, so I'm please. just fucking with you, by the way. <laughs> of course. Uh, at the ta- at the Famicast, if you want to tweet us questions, um, or if you want to send us a long question for the Life in Japan segment next, uh, at the end of the month then send that to uh, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com and we will read that out and discuss it in length. There's a a tweet that came in uh, during the show. I think maybe we should answer. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, our good friend uh, B&G Burger or whatever tweeted us, I was talking to a drunk old Japanese guy and I think he said it was easier to learn British English than American English. Is that a common sentiment? Huh. Um, that's interesting. I'm, I mean, when when I'm teaching people in Japan, I often get the comment that, like, oh, my English is really easy to understand. Americans uh-huh. talk too fast. But maybe that's just, I think that's just a kind of a, on a case-by-case basis, right? I mean, some people maybe. talk fast. I don't talk very fast. Um, so maybe. maybe that's it. <clears throat> but I don't maybe. think... It is. It's an odd thing to say because Japanese people learn American English from twelve years old. Yeah, like uh, uh, you look at the Japanese textbooks. Like American English is the standard. Yeah. Smug face. <laughs> but you know, on the other hand, I can. See, I imagine. I'd have thought that maybe Americans tend to use a bit more slang, or that American <laughs> English. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I okay. Mean, or on the other hand, maybe American English. Uh, you know, America is very diverse, and there's a lot, a lot of different accents, and 
ways of speaking from different parts of the country. Again, no. <laughs> Britain has the same, if not more, in the tiny little island. You want me? No. <laughs> yeah. I'll hook you in the gab, I swear, I mean, mum. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the people, the British people that do come to Japan are less likely to have those impenetrable accents that maybe. we do have. So um, maybe that's it. Maybe there's less of that. And the standard American accent is maybe is I would I would say I don't know I'd I'd say it's about the same I don't know it just depends what you're used to like yeah. um, I know for like university students it's it very depends much depends on the kind of media and music that they're into yeah like yeah. I haven't actually heard this but I'm trying to think to myself like yeah. is it true like if people are you know really into American TV shows and films, then they'll say, I can't understand British people. But then I've talked to the people who say, like, oh, I love Sherlock and Doctor Who, and it's like, yeah, I can't understand American people. So huh. maybe that's it. Just whatever you used to, whatever you, whatever you dig, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll ask some people in the future, like, which yeah. is easier, British English or American English? Yeah. I guess this should be kind of my wheelhouse, <laughs> since I did, you know, write several lengthy papers on this these kind of topics. But you know, it's neither the time nor the place, so we'll just leave it at that for now. But that, thank you for the question, Mr. Burger. <laughs> Keep them coming. If you want to follow me, my personal Twitter is at Family Complicated, and come and join the Hypertrol Get. Train and enjoy yourself with me. But if you want some even more trolling, why do you follow Tide? Yeah, like sometimes I veer slightly into weird Twitter territory. A <laughs> uh, random tweet that I tweeted recently from my Twitter, Super Cat Drugs. I'm the kind of asshole that wants Facebook to support animated GIFs. <laughs> why not? Why the hell not? Well, There's a lot one, of reasons why not, but... Did that get retweeted a lot, that one? I think I got some favorites. Let me see. No, I, yeah, I got some replies. I got some, a lot of retweets from uh, tweeting about the region-free hack, you know, about the fact that Smash has all the languages in the Japanese version and being pissed off with that. Right. So, yeah, please do be following us. And if you want to follow Danny, he's at DannyBiv. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for today, uh, the live show. If you're watching this live on the video stream, stick around for some exclusive video content. Bonus content. If you're listening to this um, as an MP3 or whatever it is, an AAC, then um, too bad. But you can still watch it because <laughs> <laughs> we will have this uh, YouTube video on the site uh, on the NWR TV YouTube channel, so you're not going to miss out. Don't worry. You can watch it anytime. Please understand. Please understand. So, Ty, as always, thank you for speaking to people on the internet. Yes, thank you for listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> you are hearing my voice. So, yes, um, it was kind of weird being back in the, uh, the hot seat, so to speak, but... Uh, Hopefully Daniel will be back for the next episode. Um, but 
for now. That's it. That's the end of the episode. And until next time, Fami Dudes out. Fami Dudes. Okay. <laughs>